0: Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's.
1: Here comes Haller to the left side to Brusk Gets in with Van Riemsdyk and Peravari on. McAvoy's shot, he scores! Charlie McAvoy, with 45 seconds left in regulation, has scored a power play goal. And the Bruins, in the game's final minutes, Lead it 4-3. to This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Bruins drop the Caps in the final minute of regulation. Nick Jensen injured last night in Boston and Ottawa in tomorrow night at 7th and F. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, January 21st. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. It was a tough loss last night here in Boston, a physical, nasty at times battle, and the Capitals left with nothing after Charlie McAvoy scored that power play goal in the final minute of regulation. It was an entertaining game. It was spirited. If you liked hard-nosed hockey, Ben, this was your kind of game, but this was a bitter pill for the Caps to swallow at the end, a 4-3
0: final in regulation. A very entertaining game, that's for sure. What we like to call big boy hockey, as you noted, a physical affair on both ends and both teams engaged, and both teams were certainly amped up and revved up for this one. And from a Capitals perspective, certainly unfortunate the way it ultimately unfolded, uh, even being unable to just send it to overtime when you're tied, going into the final minute of play in regulation, eventual power play winner with 45 seconds remaining for McAvoy. But you know what? You look at the, the way the game unfolded, too. Boston two for three on their power play chances, Capitals 0 oh for four on their man advantage opportunities. That was among the storylines and how the game ultimately unfolded and why the Bruins were able to come away with two points and the Capitals weren't even able to muster one, as it turns out. So tough loss for the Capitals, but uh, certainly a very entertaining game.
1: Yeah, the special teams, no doubt, the big factor in the Capitals on the short end of it and end up losing by a goal last night. Let's talk about that physicality. Big hits in the first period. Tom Wilson drawing the ire of the Boston faithful. It was a clean hit on Anton Bleed, but it was a hard hit right after he released the puck in the zone and he ended up leaving the game. He did not come back. Then Brad Marchand left in the second period after Garnet Hathaway tagged him in the corner. Nick Jensen ends up leaving. We'll get to more on that in a minute. But one of the more physical games I thought of the season last night, Ben, and again, that the hard-nosed part that if you like, there was certainly a lot to like in the game last night, but there was some collateral damage involved as well and the Capitals not immune from that. The Bruins gonna be checking things out come sun up today too.
0: Yeah, and you never want to see players leave due to injury, certainly. And that's the potential cost. That's the potential price of a physical game like this. But these are two hard-nosed, heavy teams, the Capitals and the Bruins, two teams that could certainly play this brand of hockey, a physical brand of hockey. And to your point, the, the hits for the most part in this game was clean hits, just a, a physical game. You know, there weren't necessarily uh, too many post-whistle shenanigans. It was all between the whistles. I thought it was well played as far as the physicality went, but you're right. It was certainly when you consider the injuries that were mounting in this game for Boston to play the final frame with only 10 forwards, Marshawn not available to them, and the Capitals down to just five defensemen with the absence of Jensen. And then you throw on top of that, the absence coming into the game of Carlson and Orlov. This was a a shorthanded affair for both teams when you consider the personnel that uh, both teams were ultimately missing. Jensen got hurt in the second
1: period last night upper body injury, didn't play the third. I do want to talk, though, about his shifts early in the second period against Brad Marchand. And I guess doing it through the lens, Ben, of reflecting how far Nick Jensen has come. And sadly now, maybe they don't have him for The game against Ottawa, we'll find out as we move closer to Saturday night, but just following Marshawn everywhere he went in the zone, leaving Marshawn frustrating, couldn't get in against him on the wing, winning board battles against a guy like that, who's such an elite player that Marshawn is... And he raised his game too, right? Because you don't have Carlson, you don't have Orlov, and all that weight is on his shoulders. That's a far cry from two years ago where he was a defenseman with almost no confidence. What Peter Laviolette and Kevin McCarthy have done with him and playing with Zedano Char last year and what that meant Nick Jensen, defensively, there's a good argument here. He might be the best defensive defenseman on this team, and hopefully he doesn't miss any time. But I wanted to bring that shift to light against Marshawn. I thought he was terrific last
0: night. It's extremely well said, yes. And he was on Marshawn when the two of them were out there together for several shifts. The shifts you're talking about, you're bang on. Marshawn was becoming frustrated with Jensen and the job that Jensen was doing on him and this had come after earlier in the game Jensen drew a penalty against Brad Marshawn if you can get under Brad Marshawn's skin you're doing something right and Nick Jensen certainly was last night and that played defensively again when he's been asked to do some heavier lifting here Jensen with Carlson out with Orlov out he was without his usual partner in Dmitry Orlov last night in Boston good on Nick Jensen and to your point what a difference a couple of years makes for him and he's contributing this year off Defensively as well, activating, joining the rush. So good on Nick Jensen. And here's hoping the upper body injury that forced him out of the game isn't necessarily a uh, long lasting thing here. And we could see him as soon as tomorrow against Ottawa. I
1: want to highlight something with Vitek Vanacek last night that went very well late in the second period the save of the night where he stops Jake Debrusque on a breakaway, could have been a two-goal Boston lead. It wasn't. And then Lars Eller went down and scored. We can talk about the fact that he gave up four goals. We can talk about the fact, man, that he was good and he wasn't necessarily great last night, but perhaps good enough to win, need a little bit more help at times. But the Caps haven't gotten a lot of sequences like that this year from their goaltenders and to come up with a huge stop, turn it around and get the goal from Eller. Hey, it put him in a position, hopefully to win in the third period just because they didn't doesn't mean that it wasn't a high point for him and something to point out from his performance on the good side of the ledger last night
0: yeah certainly was was our sprinkler fitter save of the game on the post game show for sure because to your point that you could almost make the case is potentially a two-goal swing denying the Bruins at one end and setting the stage for Eller to score at the other end later on in that same sequence in that same shift so good on Vitek check coming up in that moment. And to your point, giving the Capitals the opportunity going into the third period in a tie game at that point, as opposed to the deficit growing going into the third period in that instance, late in the second before he comes up with that big save. So, Good on him in that instance, and just a case as it has been all season with both goaltenders, they show flashes, you have moments like that, you have moments where you say that's what a number one goaltender ought to do in an instance like that, and just want to see it maybe a little bit more frequently with some more consistency, as Peter Laviolette likes to use that term, that word. It's a great moment, and here's hoping there are more of them moving forward here for VTech and for Elias Samsonov as well.
1: There's some big game players that brought their big game last night on the Bruins side. David Posternock now with four goals in his last two games against Washington. Another multi-goal performance last night and numerous chances to try and finish off a hat trick. But Evgeny Kuznetsov, then a terrific goal of his own, let off the scoring in the first period. There wasn't much to shoot at there low of the circle left side and almost at a goal line, he was able to pick a spot on Linus Olmark. And I feel like that kind of got Olmark's night off to a rough start. And I think he was fighting it a little bit, maybe because of that, but good on Evgeny Kuznetsov for shining through again uh, and coming up with a big goal to kind of lead it off when the Capitals needed him last night.
0: And Getting on the board early, usually that's a good sign for Evgeny. He's the type that usually you could tell in the opening few minutes when he has it, when it's going to be one of those nights. And nice to see him find the back of the net in the opening few minutes and the Capitals were off and running. And what I like too, John, to piggyback off of that, you have Evgeny Kuznetsov scoring. You had Lars Eller centering the third line and picking up a goal. You had Nicholas Backstrom. Nice to see him pick up his first goal of the season. We've spoken about that center depth. We've spoken for years about the center depth in these parts. And how strong it is when they're all healthy, when they're all in the lineup together. We haven't seen much of it this year because of injuries, COVID absences, etc. But we have seen the four, the core four, centermen back in the lineup together uh, over the past few games anyways. And three of them finding the back of the net. And again, really nice to see Nicholas Backstrom finding the, the score sheet for the first time as far as his first goal of the season. First one since last May and hopefully something the Caps could build on in that regard.
1: So Ottawa up next tomorrow, Ben, and the Caps, again, question marks on the back end and maybe more now than they've had. We know Dmitry Orlov won't play. John Carlson still in COVID protocol at the time we chat here on Friday morning. And now you got to wonder about Nick Jensen. So the Capitals may have to dig even deeper potentially on the back end after finishing the game last night with 5D. And hopefully they get some good news between now and tomorrow night at seven o'clock.
0: Yeah, it's fluid. There's no question. We saw Michael Kempney get back into the lineup last night, recalled from the taxi squad. Dennis Cholosky made an appearance earlier this week. Maybe you need to rely on him again, but you know, you're know you going to be a little thin on the back end potentially, depending on when Carlson, when Jensen can return, et cetera. And uh, you're going to lean more here on certainly Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Martin Ferivari, and and Justin Schultz to potentially do some heavy lifting depending on whether Carlson and Jensen are available.
1: It's Caps and the Ottawa Senators tomorrow at 7. Network air on 106.7, a fan, and Caps Radio 24-7 is at 6.45. Ben, have yourself a terrific weekend, will you?
0: Happy weekend. Happy Friday, John.
1: For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go!